Hello there. Um, this is Ollie. Um, this is Oscar this over is here. Oscar. This is the Claw and the King podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Um, there's a lot that's kind of happened in the world of sports over the past couple of weeks since we've last joined you. Um, so how are you? But first, off, how good. are you doing I'm today? Good. We're good. actually going to see uh, the best basketball in the world in about what is it? Two hours or so. Yeah. Um, the Sydney see Kings. The, uh, the mighty Kings. Oh, absolutely! I've, I'm such a big fan of them. Honestly, I know every Same. player. I, I, that looks a bit. I guess we continue. The the screen just lagged a bit for a second, but I guess we're all good. Um, yeah, the Kings. I've never actually uh, been to an NBL game, so I don't know what to expect really. But um, I've heard that they're they're very good players. You know that, that some people compare them to LeBron James. Steph Today. Curry, I think that I think um, that's probably not true. But no. look, I feel like we can we'll all be, have I our feel own like truths. We'll be surprised though, because I've never seen an NBA game. So this sh- you've never seen an NBA game in, in person. Wow, so you're missing out, dude. Oh, really? You, you go to see them? All yeah, the time, I see it all the time. Well, I mean, of course, when you're, you're rich like me, obviously, um, you can see yeah. as many games as you want. But no, it's uh, great to join you today for the discussion surrounding sports, um, especially in the world of basketball, probably. Uh, there's a lot happening in terms of the mid-season. Um, obviously, trade deadline's coming up, so you're mm. seeing a couple um, of activities being done by the teams, and also you've got the All-Star break coming up, and the All-Star starters were actually announced by the NBA on TNT crew, which was uh, quite a... Why'd you press, you <laughs> press the button? It'd be like the Transformers <laughs> music came on randomly when I said... Anyway, um, so yeah, yeah. Es- essentially the uh, All-Star starters were announced by the TNT crew, and um, a couple of... Maybe surprises in there, mm. not too many. Were you, were you were you unhappy with any of the choices, or because well, Zion was the big one that people were? Yeah, but it's with. also like, is Sabonis going to be an All Star starter? I I think Markinen. Well, I thought I think Markinen's had if a Andrew great. Andrew Wiggins is an All Star starter. Yeah, but that's because there's a bunch of bandwagon Golden State Warriors fans. Let's be real. No one with a brain would yeah. have voted Andrew Wiggins in that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I don't think Markinen has done even though he's the, probably the most improved player or definitely up there, I don't think you can call him an all-star starter straight away. Um, it's just that four spot in the West, isn't that mm. big of a thing? I think Paul George probably or Kawhi Leonard usually would take that spot, but obviously they've been in and out with injuries. So, um, And also Anthony Davis was was a nominee as well, but again, <laughs> Mr. Injury prone over there, so he probably wouldn't yeah. get in. But yeah, it, I think injuries have sort of derailed that forward spot in the West. Yeah, um, shout out LeBron James as well. Nineteenth time starting in the All Star game breaks the record. Uh, captain once again. I, I do like Giannis as a captain more than KD. I have to be honest. Um, KD for me is a little bit boring when they do the drafts. He he doesn't re- he takes it a bit. I don't know. He just seems depressed the whole time, like he doesn't want to be there. Mm. Um, whereas Giannis actually he's, he's got a few jokes. He likes to get involved with it. He takes it really seriously because uh, he's, he's probably the most competitive person on the planet. Um, so yeah, looking forward, and they've changed the rules this year, so they're going to do the draft on game day. It's a bit silly. Like, I think it should be like state of origin, like where you're born. It should be that. It but, should be but, East Coast. If you're born East Coast, yeah, but, but then what do all the foreign players do? Um, <laughs> they, they do what the Tongans do. They just wherever they lived, or their fir- they can do first NBA team, first NBA uh, team. I think I think it's. Good how it is now. Oh, it should be well. It should be first M- first NBA team because I think I think if the NRL did something like that, that, there's a massive opportunity for that. No, but that's boring. It loses the competitiveness. It loses that drive. No. T- players don't care. 
Yeah, but you have to make them care, don't you? So yeah, you make them care I, by I think, I think putting a, rivalry. I think a proper all-star game where it's like the top 30 players in the NRL get picked mm. regardless of where they're from in the NRL and then you yeah. and then there's a draft system and then you play and there's, I don't know, you, you incentivize no, them to that's win. that's stupid. Because you lose, you lose the, like... The blood rivalry. You, you I think would, you would have Origin as well. This is just instead of like the Indigenous All Star Game, you do this. Yeah, probably. But I think they should probably put set of Origin. So like East Coast versus West Coast. Maybe you draft the international players instead. Maybe you have a draft for the international players to see which international players play where. But I think you know that's probably the rivalry in the United States. Obviously, we're not from the US, but you hear all, all the time East Coast versus West Coast. That's a big rivalry. Why don't they incorporate that? Why don't they make that wherever you're from or mm. whatever high school you went to or college or whatever? Um, or whatever but the they, deadline is, th- they they did East versus West for however long. Yeah, but that was what team you played for at that current time. That's not really a, mm. a rivalry. I think I think a lot more fans would get behind the game as well because if you're from LA, you're rooting for the West Coast team. It's not because of the West because if you go for the West as a whole, you're supporting teams that are and, and players that probably <laughs> maybe even rivals to you. So you, mm. if you're a Lakers fan, you'll have like Steph Curry. You might have your on your team, so it, I think that sort of but, system is flawed. But because yeah. you hate a player one week and then you love them but the next. American sports isn't really similar to Australia in that way, where it's all you 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 root for one team, you root for one state. You're you know they they just support players pretty much. They just support um, whatever the go is. There, there's not as much. Well, well, yeah, it might be it might not have have like a massive impact on the fans, but I think on the players. I think a lot of them would see oh, representing the West as a, you know, as something of pride if they're from the West, not if they play. I feel like this will just incite gang wars. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't think so. I think it's more of a, um, a cultural sort of thing, and it brings culture into the to the game, which you need to make it more competitive. But that's just my food for thought. Um, mm. But yeah, so we'll we'll talk about the what, what reserves. Your, the reserves. So obviously, the starters have been announced. Yeah, we'll um, go through our, our reserve picks. Have, our you, reserve. have you got your picks? I do. Okay. Do you want to go first? or um, How about you go first? We go west. Okay. Do you want to go back court or do you want to just do the um, whole thing? Whole uh, west? Yeah, okay. I'll just do the west. Um, to be fair, I haven't really calculated if I've done the correct positions and all that. I can't be fucked. I've just got seven players. So I've got John Morant, Damian Lillard, Sabonis, Shea, AD, Markinen, and PG. It's mm. interesting, and the, the uh, probably you're gonna say, "Oh, how can AD be there?" But if Zion can be there, AD can be well, there. AD's missed more games. No, it's the same. Is it? Yeah, it's the same. No, well, it just seems like it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, obviously for me, Western Conference, Shea has to be in there. It was kind of a s- stop clicking the. I didn't button. click it. It was automatic. <laughs> it's it's still on. Yeah, I've turned the volume down. They can't hear it. Okay. Um, so yeah, essential. This guy is just <laughs> as clumsy as he gets. So yeah, obviously Shea probably hard done by. Um, not to get into the starting team, obviously averaging a shit ton of points. Um, but Thunder kind of sucks, so it is respectable. But they also kind of yeah. don't. Yeah, they're they're okay. So and I've also gone for the other backcourt guy, John Morant. Um, I think that's probably the most self-explanatory. I think everyone, if you don't have that, then you're kind of uh, on in cuckoo mm. land. And uh, then front court. So bonus, um, Jackson and Jaron Jackson, Jaron Jackson and marketing. Now, no, I'm no, sorry. no. Well, look, the Jaron Jackson picks a bit of a out there one, um, but I did it for the simple fact that Paul George, I don't believe, has played enough games. Um, no, I, I put him in there because I was like, if you play every single game between now and the All Star 
then you'll have played enough. Well, it's it's a to and fro because I actually I picked this before, and I think that um, and essentially, I did it before all the news came about it about Jaron Jackson sort of stats being inflated. Have you read that story? No. So essentially, what people are accusing the Grizzlies of, essentially his stats go up 96% every time he plays at home. What? So essentially people are accusing, uh, especially in, for, in terms of defense, because defensively he's having an unbelievable season. Statistically, he's averaging over three blocks a mm. game, ridiculous numbers. And people are accusing the Grizzlies of inflating his numbers um, and there's been like video evidence of like blocks that weren't blocks <laughs> of steals that what he was nowhere near like stuff right. like that. So that, he's having an all time record breaking defensive season and I picked him over Paul George. If I'm just looking based on the stats, Memphis are doing a lot better than the Clippers, obviously. And Paul George has missed a significant amount of time. Um, and I think Jaron Jackson, if you're having an historic defensive season, it's kind of like Draymond. Draymond was never the great um, it, he was picked based on obviously he played for the Warriors, but he picked mm. because he was a great defensive player on a great team, and I think that should be rewarded. So yeah, I just don't rate Jaron Jackson like that. Well, I don't rate him that highly, but I think defense uh, in terms of offensively, I think he's got a weird jump shot, which I very weird again jump we're shot. we're very we're very uh, it's an embarrassing it's a word, jump plastic. Shot. We're, we're plastic um, fans. We're we're uh, very uh, if you got a weird looking jump shot, you'll you're down it. in our. Uh, dumps. That's why Paul George yeah. is so highly rated by both of us. Um, so yeah, I would pick Paul George, but he's just been injured too much. Yeah. Wait. Did you? Did, so did you just have five or seven? Um, I had. Oh, I also had the. Uh, I also had Dame as well. And I said De'Aaron. De'Aaron as well. Okay. Yeah, I thought about De'Aaron, uh, but then I was like, uh, AD is better. So in yeah, AD over De'Aaron's a bit fucking ridiculous. Let's be real. Um, what? Well, you could have. Well, I've got. So you could have gone Paul George, obviously. CJ McCollum, maybe. Yeah, CJ. Ant Man in the mix. AD, no. Devin Booker, maybe. No. But the no, Suns no. have been that big of a joke this year. It's kind of. Uh, it's kind of a weird one if you don't. Uh, if you pick them, so yeah, you can't really do that. Um, so yeah, that's my Western Conference. You want to start with your Eastern? Yeah. So my East, I've got in the backcourt. I've got Harden. And Jalen Brown. Then I've got, uh, obviously, Embiid, uh, Bam, and Jimmy. And then for my two wild cards, whatever, I've got Randall and Halliburton. Randall and Halliburton. Mm, interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, So, yeah. I've gone with... Let me just bring it up. So, I've got Tyrese. Mm-hmm. So, that's probably a surprise, maybe. Jalen Brown, obviously. I, I just picked him. Well, I think <laughs> I thought it was a surprise pick. I thought I was yeah. going out there, but obviously Joel. It, I think he's really hard done by not to start. That's probably the biggest. Yeah, I think I think they're. I think Joel Embiid's the new Dame Lillard, like getting snubbed from MVP, snubbed from starting. Yeah, um, and I've also gone Pascal. Um, I've gone with Jalen Bronson instead of Harden. What? Um, and yeah, I've gone with a, a bit of a weird one. I've gone with. Um, Drew Holiday and Julius, the big man that of the is, rebound, that Randall. Is, that's horrendous picks. What is that? Well, I thought it'd be a bit different, you know, spice it up a bit. I just, who is the other, who's some other candidates? I mean, you could go. Well, I mean, Harden has just automatically had a better season than Bronson. Has he? Yeah. I don't think so. He's averaging like 20 and 10 on the second well, best team in the yeah, East. Yeah, Bronson's averaging 22. And a half. So, yeah, but on a mid team. Yeah, but I just don't rate Harden. Uh, Harden. I just don't like him. Um, that's just my uh, opinion. Jimmy, Jimmy, he's got to be in there. He's the best team on my best player on Miami. 
yeah, but I think that's a bit bit of bias towards you. I I nearly went with Bam, but um, I just I just couldn't pick him. Uh, it's just my opinion. I think put two Knicks players in there, spice it up a bit, bring a bit how of the how do how do the Knicks deserve two players, but Miami doesn't deserve one? Because it's just <laughs> I just don't rate how they see. I I don't think they've been bad. I just I think they're very similar in terms of the numbers. Um, and I think the Knicks are overperforming what people anticipated. Um, even though they're not fantastic, they're still overperforming. So I'd pick them, those two players, over. And I, and look, it could have gone either way. I probably could have gone Jimmy and Julius, or I could have gone Bronson and um, and Bam. But it was just the way the cookie crumbled, really. Right. Well, I'm I'm reasonably confident my list is going to be closer to what happens than yours. Well, Eastern Conference is tough to pick. well because Harden will always automatically get picked. I'm just, this is who I'd pick. This is not predictions. This is who I pick. Um, I just don't rate Harden's game. But did, you had Jalen Brown, right? Yeah, yeah, obviously. So, yeah, I, I think it is a bit controversial. Did you have, Pas- so, did you so, have Pascal? No, I didn't. So oh, I have, what? So, so averaging 26 a game. Yeah, but the Raptors are like five games under 500. Yeah, but it's still averaging 26. You, if you're averaging 26 a game, you get in the All-Star game. So, okay, so, so, so I had Butler and Bam and you had... Brunson and Siakam. Yeah. Yeah. So I think... But who else? You had Holiday as well, instead of Harden. I had Brunson... Let me see. You had Drew Holiday. Yeah. Um, I had... Yes, I had Holiday instead of Harden. Uh, let me just say it again. So I had, yes, Halliburton, Brown. Um, I had Joel. I had Pascal. I had Brunson... And uh, yes, I had uh, Drew Holiday and Julius Randle as well. Mm. I mean, yeah, I guess Siakam, but I just again, I don't really rate him. So sorry, the Raptors so, are shit. He's shit. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, but he's also averaging twenty six again. I know he's boring, but well, like he's, Joel, he's, he's Joel's averaging thirty three, and he's on starting. So yeah, that's because the East has probably the three best players are in the front court. So yeah, but he's probably having the best season out of all of them. Well, that's you could argue that with the picks, you know, you probably should have been starting over Tatum, in my opinion. But because Boston have got the best record in the East, and he's, um, you know, he's the best player in Boston, so that was probably the thinking behind it. So I would have picked him over Tatum, but you know, it's where the cookie crumbles. I know mm. the Harden picks um a bit out there. It's a bit probably it's probably the wrong pick, but I just don't like his game. I think he's... Uh, but he's, he's actually, respectfully to him, he's, I hated him as well previously, but he's changed his game this year. He's done a mellow, he's done a Westbrook. He's realised I'm not the guy... Okay, I, I don't think he's that bad. I didn't ever say he was that <laughs> no, bad. But he's 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 realised that he's not that guy anymore and he's playing a really nice second field to Embiid. Yeah, look, I think he's been solid. I just He's just chubby, isn't he? He's just a bit chubster. He's a bit of a chubster. And look, there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. Um, you can have a bit of... Muscle, uh, I don't, wouldn't call it muscle, but he's got a bit of weight on him, which is fine. It, it, he gets to throw it around a bit more, a bit more strength out of him. But, and I think he has changed his game. Obviously, um, he has he can't do the things that he used to do in Houston, which was uh, grab people and the ref would call it a foul because uh, of the rule changes. And I think he's adapted to it well. But I think he's also on a great team. Um, and I look at you know guys like Pascal. He's on a shit team, and they're still swimming. They're still swimming. But how, the Raptors shouldn't be shit. Have you seen how bad that team is? But, but they, Fred Van Fred Van Vliet was an all star. No, but all-star. he's terrible this year. He's absolutely uh, garbage. Scotty Barnes is meant to be one Doesn't of the best young players. Yeah, it's because he won Rookie of the Year last Gary year. Gary Trent's a good player. Uh, Gary Trent 
Yeah, OG yeah. Ananubi is meant to be the best defender in the league. I, I still think a lot of their star players have underperformed apart from him. He, everyone else has underperformed. Yeah, they've obviously underperformed. But th- th- I don't know, but he's keeping team. them above water. They're a good team on paper. They're mm. just underperforming. Well, yeah, that's my picks. I think it's probably fair. The East is tough to do because there's a lot of guys that are around that 22, 21, 23 point per game mark that you could all pick. Um, and I think Harden will get picked. Um, but yeah, not having Pascal on your list is a bit weird. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I think most. No. Be, I think Pascal. You don't think Pascal's going to get picked? No, I don't. Who, who's, who do you reckon's going to go over him then? Bam. Or Jimmy? I don't. Is Jimmy a guard or a forward? I don't know. He's a guard. Um. Yeah. So you'd have Bam. I'd have Bam over him. I don't. I don't think Bam would go over him. I think Bam might get picked, but I think it might be Bam and um, Siakam. So yeah, that's our list. And uh, if anything, I'd have Siakam over Randall, but. Well, yeah, but I think Randall's had a sort of a renaissance almost. He's, renaissance. he's playing a lot more. He's playing a lot more efficient basketball, even though I don't love his game. Um, the Knicks are playing a lot better, and he, he's a big part of that. So you got to give him credit. He was basically called an absolute bum last year um, after his most improved uh, season the year before, and obviously this season he's done pretty well. So. That's why I've picked him in the uh, Eastern Conference. Mm. Okay, well, well, we'll wait to see the uh, announcements, obviously, of the teams, um, and then, obviously, the draft and the game itself. But uh, just to finish up on the NBA chat for this week, uh, if you've been watching the All-Star announcements and such on TNT, you will have noticed there has been a new crew, uh, a new host, Adam Lefko, I believe his he's name not, is. I don't think he's new. I think he's just... No, he's been around, yeah. but... Um, he he filled in for Ernie. I don't know what Ernie was doing this week, but he filled in for him with Charles and, and uh, Kenny and Shaq, and you could tell that the three of them hated him pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they also do, I don't know what day it is, but on the, the off day, they, he does his own show with Shaq, Candice, and now Jamal Crawford. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, you you just brought it up that uh, you weren't really a fan of the new crew. Well, I've it's been going for maybe a season or two now. I'm not too sure how long the timeline is, but it's you can tell because it's got, like, the gold sort of uh, layout um, instead of the traditional one for that TNT crew. Look, I just think the chemistry has been so off with that group f- ever since it started, really. Even though Dwayne Wade was on it originally, and like you mentioned in our conversation, I even still think with that, it was just... You, you watch the analysis, it's so disjointed. It's so, like... It, 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 it's like... It just feels like the conversation isn't flowing at all when the analysis is going on. It feels like the jokes aren't genuine. They're trying to manufacture stuff. Um, and it's nothing against them as people or them as future analysts by themselves because it also depends on the situation. Some people are more comfortable and better at analysing stuff or better at making jokes in different sort of uh, groups of people. But I think that Candice, um, I don't think she suits that really. Um, I've, I, if you click that again... It doesn't matter, they can't hear it. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, essentially, I just don't think she's ever gelled with that crew personally. Um so, yeah, I, I just don't think she's a great addition. I think Jamal Crawford, he, he's always seemed like a quiet, meek guy anyway. I loved him. Mm. He was a great player on the Clippers. But he's never seemed as like a, you know, an outlandish personality, a character that you want on that type of crew. And it's all fine. On ESPN, you have, maybe you have Stephen A. Smith and guys like that that maybe a bit more um, out there as characters. But usually on ESPN, you might have analytic analytical people like Tim Legler. And that's fine. You can mm. have that kind of content. But I think... The NBA on TNT, it's not really about it's, that. Yeah, it's it's short five-minute bursts. It's about jokes. jokes it's about yeah. Twitter. It's about memes. It's really the best basketball show because it's just they don't take themselves too seriously. And I think 
they're almost like kind of stuck in the middle. Like they they mm. don't know what they want to be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just it's just a because bit because they're they're obviously trying to be similar to what the original crew is, but also different. Yeah, they're trying to be their themselves and trying to be yeah. analytical, but it just does it just doesn't come across as genuine. And it's just always a disappointment when you haven't when you're obviously in Australia we don't get broadcasted that many games, but we do have a couple of national. Um, we do get a couple of games on ESPN, and when it's that coverage, it's just usually when it's halftime show you look forward to it when you're watching a basketball game. That's why you watch a lot of it because um, on the halftime show they Kenny and Chuck and Chuck going in each other and it's a really great conversation. And look, they they're pretty look they've they've made some dumb sort of sort of uh, analytical points. No, but that's that's why you watch them. That's why you watch them because they're entertaining together, and I think. But it is hard to go up against them. Like they're probably the greatest. Yeah, sports well, chemistry. Yeah, that, that must be hard on them. You know, you've got to Ever. sort of compare yourself to that crew. Um, but yeah, I I I know that they got extended in the off season. I believe the TNT crew. I know Chuck got a massive. Extension. I always I always hear him about talking about retiring soon. No, well, yeah, he, he did. He did talk about that prior to the season, but then he got like a massive extension. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I. I know that, but they are getting older and you want, I know it's kind of selfish as an NBA fan, but you want a new crew. You want sort of, a, and I think that was sort of their plan. They would slowly introduce this crew to sort of replace the old one. But yeah. I just think they haven't found that right crew to where I can be like, oh, I want to watch them. No. Well, yeah, I think I think they realise because Shaq's a bit younger, maybe he can stick around, so that's why he's on the he new one. He doesn't gel with them. But, but yeah, I think that's what they're doing funneling. Like they had D-Wade last year, they got... Crawford this year, I think maybe they'll experiment with more players. I don't know, but um, who who do you reckon would be a good candidate? Um, if he, well, from on, I, I think honestly, LeBron James would be great, but he would obviously never do that. Yeah, um, you know, you, I don't know. How you found the money to pay him, to be <laughs> honest. Um, um, I don't know. I think I know Paul Pierce got into a lot of trouble, but I think a guy like that would mm, be maybe a cool maybe Kevin Garnett. Yeah, he he's been on a couple of times as well. Um. Yeah, I just think characters like that, there's a lot of characters in basketball and I think that they need to find a group of guys that can gel uh, really well together. But then do they have to meet the woman quota? That's also <laughs> the thing. that they, that, um, And there's not us hating on no. women uh, ana- analysts. Um, I think there's a lot of great women in sports media. Um, but I think, I don't, just don't think Candice fits that environment. You've, I think you've got to have... Either an all woman cast, or you got to have an all men cast. You just and look, I'm not all, the, all the woman has to be the presenter style. Well, uh, that's kind of bad, but <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke, obviously. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I just think that I don't know. It, it's it's really tough because you do want to have women in sports media, but it's just I think in that environment, I think it doesn't work because they're also elite. They're, they're massive names, you know. They're, they're massive names in sports. Chuck was a massive name in basketball. I'm not saying Candice isn't big in her own right, but it's not on the level of the NBA. And I think it's just... It, and it, it does seem like they're kind of mincing their words when she's on the thing. And that I don't know if that's just an assumption. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't think... It might be... I don't think it's just because she's a woman, maybe, but I think it's because she just... She maybe as a personality doesn't gel with the other people. Um, that's just how it comes across mm. um, as a viewer. So it, it's not like us hating on them or, you know, hating on those because that's probably a great no, job. We're just for strongly them. recommending if you want to keep us watching, uh, do better. <laughs> do better. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- that's probably our criticism of that crew. And it, and it, 
look, there's a lot of bad sort of sports shows, and I wouldn't say I wouldn't put those guys in that sort of category. Um, but I just think you can see the drop off in terms of entertainment value based on the original crew and the new crew, and they've just got to sort of mix something up. Um, yeah, for sure. In, in my opinion, um, so yeah, and I think well, I do think Chuck does carry a bit, but I think they also do gel mm. very well together. Yeah, because um, I'm, I'm not really a massive fan of Kenny, to be honest. No, but he's a great... I think he'd be terrible on him by himself or... Because most crew. of the time, he like, he's meant to be the smart, logical one. But, but he's most not. of the time, but that's he, the, he says nothing. But that's <laughs> the dynamic, though. Everyone... He thinks he's the bee's knees. But then he, they always he, he goes through a sentence and it's just nothing happened in that sentence. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's... But that's the funny part of it. It's because they all... And they all rib him when he makes a mistake. Um, and he's kind of the punching bag. But he also sets up Chuck's jokes a lot of the time, which is funny. Um, mm. So I think his dynamic in that is good, and it's kind of like Micah Richards. On, if, I don't know if you yeah, watch. No. He, if you watch his analysis, it's pretty fucking shocking. He, yeah, he's just a comedy guy, though. Yeah, but he his ge- he gels really well with a lot of presenters because he's mm. got a great laugh, and he's got you know he, he just has a great sort of connection with his co-hosts. Um, and I think Kenny does have that as well. So I think he there is a place for that, and I, it's not you know they're not going into statistics, they're not deep diving into you know. Game film, like I said, Tim no. Legler does. Um, but they're having a general chat about um, basketball, and, and I f- it feels very genuine because it seems like they're all friends, and it's like how we would have a chat about a basketball. It's interesting, you can connect with it quite well because it seems quite genuine. Because Kenny, there is a guy like Kenny that rambles on about a bunch of nothing, um, uh, is it for, for a while, <laughs> um, and he thinks he knows it all, um. But yeah, it, it's a, it's a cool dynamic, and I think um, hopefully those guys could continue um, for a long time. Yeah, they're, they're the best show in sports, in my opinion. God rest their souls. Um, they're not dead, <laughs> so I don't know why you just that. pre pre emptying uh, whenever they die. So um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm writing a future eulogy uh, in their name. They're, they're, I think they're in the '60s, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, moving uh, on. Moving on. Uh, moving over to the UFC. Uh, obviously, Dana White has bounced back remarkably from his uh, slap. He looks yeah, a bit mentally scarred. He looks like he's been good through as the wars. Like nothing ever happened. Um, he just did. I don't know if you saw the video they put out, but the UFC put out like a, a four-minute video. It was like a live stream they did, and it was just Dana announcing fights. Yeah, I did see. But they already announced 98% of the fights before the video, so there was no point of it. Um, it's just Dana showing face. It was just know? really strange. But, uh, yeah, they announced a bunch of fights, and the UFC schedule, to be fair is looking very stacked to start this year. Um, obviously, no one really likes the UFC anymore, and they're they're losing fighters like crazy and losing... Uh, Who are they losing? Well, they lost Francis. They uh, just lost Rockhold, even though he retired, but now he's unretired. Um, yeah, I did see Luke Rockhold go again at Dana. Uh, yeah. That was, that was a Luke bit funny. Luke Rockhold is actually really funny. Uh, I know he got trashed by Bisping back in the day, but he's actually a funny dude. Mm. Um, but yeah, so to, to start the year, obviously the, nec- the next pay-per-view coming up is it in Australia. Volkanovski versus Islam for the lightweight title. Pound for pound number one versus pound for pound number two. One of the best fights you can make. And then they follow that up with John Jones versus Cyril Garn. Obviously, massive fight. The return of John Jones. See if he can cement himself as the GOAT. And it's just funny. I think he's already cemented himself. Uh, well, he's done steroids, so I, I don't think it's cemented at all. Um, then we move on to the next fight, which is in London, Leon versus Usman three, the trilogy. Um, so that will be a great fight. Hopefully Leon 
can win that one because no one wants to see Usman with the belt again. And then the, the co-main of that card as well, you got Justin Gaethje versus uh, Rafael Faziv. Do you know who Faziv is? No? Well, he's he just knocked out uh, Dos Anjos. He's very good. Dos Anjos? I haven't heard that name since 2016. Is he still yeah. kicking about? He's still kicking about. How old is he now? 52? He's like 37, 38, something like that. He seems like he'd be so much older. I feel like he's been in the UFC since I've been alive. It he's is. been in a while, but... Um, um, yeah, he's still going. And so, is he just in the undercard? He's just not. He's just mulling around. No, well, th- I think that was the main event. His fight with Fazeev. Um and that was, you know, obviously that had big implications because now Fazeev's fighting Gaethje. So he he was good. I think now he's realised he's he's probably past uh, competing for belts and that sort of thing. So he's just fighting. So he's just fighting bums for for money, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, that's a sick fight, potential fight of the year candidate. And then the most recent one they, they announced, this is the one they actually announced on the video, was the rematch of Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya. Um, again, another sick fight. Uh, obviously, Adesanya uh, was winning the, the first one, uh, technically the third one. And then uh, Pereira knocked him out in the last round. Uh, I'm kind of sad about this because I wanted to see Whitaker get the title shot. But uh, obviously, that was no way on God's green earth. Well, if Adesanya was going to sit, they were going to give Whitaker the title shot. Yeah, but there's no way Adesanya would have sat. But he might have. Um, have you seen his new? He he just got a new face tat. No, what did he get? It's, I don't know. It's some like Hindu. Oh, Arab- I did Arabic see that actually. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah, so he's he's gone full off the rails. Well, I I mean I think face tats are okay if you're famous and you make money. Well. If you're set up for life, you're I fine. don't know. I, I just don't rate face tats at all. But Do you not? No. Do you want to go in deeper in that, or do you just want to? I just I just don't think any of. The, I've never seen a face tat that I'm like, okay, that looks. What good. about post Malone's? You don't post Malone's. What about like uh, a teardrop? If you're like a, a murderer, teardrop, if that's you're like the most a mur- pathetic tattoo you can yeah. get. Yeah, but if, if you're a murderer, you can get it. Uh, don't you get a teardrop Why? tattoo or something in prison? What? Because you're sad. No, I don't know, because you took the tears of someone. I don't know how it Is that what it means? I don't know. I'm not a gangster. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) You brought it up. Well, don't you think that's a bit bit of meaning behind it? What if it has a meaning behind it? What if it's like, you know, Maori tattoo? What about Maori tattoo? Put it on your arm. Put it on your back. I know, but they've got, what's it, Moko? When they've got like the... Okay, yeah, I I get that that has symbolism, but it doesn't mean I think it looks good. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, do you tell people that if with face tattoos? Would you go up to no, them and say... No, I just, I just walk straight by because I don't want to get murdered. <laughs> that, that seems like a bit of a generalisation. Yeah, it is a generalisation, but I don't want to take a chance. Okay, fair enough, fair you enough. Know, safety um, first. Um, and yeah, so last fight they announced on the co-main event of that card is Gilbert Vernes versus Jorge Masvidal, another great fight. Um, Masvidal will most likely get murdered though because he is old and shit at this point. Well, yeah, Masvidal is basically living off that uh, knee to the face of Ben Askren, who is probably going to go down as the worst <laughs> UFC fighter of all time. Yeah, he's up there. Um, sure. But yeah, I think yeah, it's a, a lot of exciting fights, a lot of big names in that. Um, obviously, the UFC is probably c- going to push that Rosas kid um, mm. pretty far. And also Bo Nickel. Do you know, have you heard of Bo Nickel? That's a cool name, but no. He's uh, debuting at middleweight. He's got a lot of hype like even more than the Rosas dude he's everyone thinks he's gonna be a champion by like next year how old is he he's young like early 20s for sure early 20s well yeah I think uh, there's a lot of sort of exciting fighters that are trying to push because obviously Connor is on the downward he hasn't fought in two years so he's obviously and the, oh yeah, did you see the Connor news yeah the the well there is actually numerous news um, in terms of Connor the first one on a light headed uh, a light sort of note uh, he got run over 
um, when he was riding a bike mm. uh, in a car and he jumped in the car. I don't know why. Why did he go in the car? Because uh, he needed to get home, I guess. I oh, yeah. He jumped in the car. The guy looked like he was shitting himself because uh, <laughs> there was a former two-time uh, or two-weight champion uh, in terms of fighting. So at one point, he's probably the best fighter of all time mm. um, or in the world at that point. Um and then you would be you'd be scared, wouldn't you, if Conor McGregor, especially an angry I Conor mean, there's, McGregor, there's people to run over, and Conor McGregor probably isn't isn't the one you'd pick. Yeah, um, it'd probably be top ten of guys you wouldn't want to in the world. No, he gets angry at the best of times. So yeah, so that that was, but that was lighthearted. He was obviously played around with it. He, he probably enjoyed the fact that he was scaring the guy, but it was a it was a lighthearted thing. It, it wasn't anything serious really. It was good that he didn't get break his leg again. Uh, because then he'd have to do more steroids. Um, <laughs> then he'd be out four more years. <laughs> yeah. God, thank the Lord for that. But on uh, worse news, Oscar brought this to my attention. I didn't even know it was a story, but apparently he got a bit rowdy, rough and rowdy. Well, uh, literally, yeah. Um, on a on a, on his boat. yacht. Was it a yacht or a yacht? Yeah, or a his boat? yacht. His yacht. Obviously, yeah. It's not. He's not cruising around a sailboat, is he? When nah. he's worth that much money. Um. So, and apparently, somebody is accusing him of being quite. Uh, violent in terms of a threatening way. He's uh, saying that he would allegedly um, that he would want to kill her. Was that was that something? That yeah, he apparently threatened to like drown her in the in the ocean or something. Which um, could be just Irish talk, you know. He's, he's got an Irish accent. It's tough to understand sometimes. It could be like, yeah. do you want to drown in these drinks instead of you know, right. in terms of like down in a lot yeah. of drinks, you know. It could be just mm. it could just be Irish lingo that she doesn't yeah. really comprehend. Um, yeah, it's just not great news for Connor. I, it's it could be a one or two situations. She could be using the fact that it's Conor McGregor and the fact that he would do something like this um, as yeah. sort of motive, as sort of like, oh, people are going to believe me because he would do something like this when it didn't happen, or he could have actually done it because he could yeah. actually do it. Um, um, so yeah, I we think, don't. I think innocent pr- until proven guilty, though. Obviously, especially in this circumstance. Like, it, I it, well, I haven't got the, the the quoted story here. But if you do read it, it sounds like there's a lot of mayo in there. It sounds very... Mayo? What does that mean? You know, like extravagant. It sounds over, like she's exaggerated I've a bit. never heard mayo used in that. Uh, well, people use it. Um, but yeah, so... And the, the thing is, she so she did end up in the water. So she either got pushed off the boat or jumped off the boat or something. And then... Was there witnesses? Um, I guess only the people on the boat. I don't what know. are the witnesses? Has, has anyone no, come out? No one's come out. But so she swam to shore or something. The police found her on the beach and were like, um, what happened? Did anyone do anything to you or something? She was like, no, no, I just want to get home. So she said she, at the time she pressed no charges, didn't say anything. She mm. just went home. So that's like, okay, is that really what happened then? Cause then when she got back to Ireland, then she decided to, start an investigation with police once she was back home. So she might have gone, oh, light bulb here. I was just on a boat with Conor McGregor and I've been seen. Or she could have been like, oh, I don't want to fuck it. I just want to get home because this is a fucking scary situation that I've just escaped from and then I'll sort it out when I get home. Yeah, there's two options. I don't want to stay here any longer. There's two realistic options. Well, yeah, I think, look, it's very believable that he would do something like this, but it's also a case of innocent until you until proven guilty, like you said. So, yeah, look, you just want Connor at his best, and it doesn't sound like he's at his best at the moment, but mm. you can't. But then, so also in, in Connor news, in fight news, uh, apparently got offered to do the ultimate fighter. Um, and That'd he, be cool. He like made an Instagram post about it and said he'd be interested in doing it. And then 
uh, Tony Ferguson comes out of the blue and puts on his ah. Instagram that he's been offered to do the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, that's bullshit. And he's uh, real, Tony. Tony, we all know you're <laughs> done, buddy. Uh, and he's obviously not going to turn that down, is he? So, well, I think actually that would be. I think that would be something Dana would do. Actually, I think Dana would be like, you know what? I need to well, give Conor need a layup. The Ultimate Fighter is dead and buried at this point. So oh, yeah. the only thing they can yeah, I swear they're Conor on like McGregor. season fifty-four. I, it's like it feels like it's going. Yeah, on. Like, I feel like I've seen an ad for it a new season every two months. It's ridiculous yeah. how money they, they they well they stopped it for a bit and then they brought it back last year with Nunes and Pena and obviously no one cared about that <laughs> shit. Why that on was, earth would you pick that? Well, they coaches? thought it was a big fight. They thought people cared about women's <laughs> fighting, but oh, no. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. Ronda Rousey was a big deal back on. in the day. Nobody, nobody's, Ra- nobody's buying pay per views for women's fighting. Oh no, I knew you were gonna say that's that. That's not outlandish. Well, it's not outlandish. There's, there's no, if you put Valentina Shevchenko as the main event, that's not doing more than 200k buys. She's cool, though. Okay, she's cool, but she... I mean, so same as friggin' if you put some boring-ass dude as well. If you put, I don't know. What's a, what's a boring... If you put, like, a flyweight in there, like a boring f- flyweight, you're not going to get many buys anyway, as well. So I think it's more... Yeah, but the, but there's... I don't think it's a woman thing. I just think it's... Well, well, but, I think but, it's just a size thing. A size thing? I think people care about... If you put... Thing. If you put Sean O'Malley versus Henry Cejudo, that's doing 500k. Yeah, but look, it's new. I think I think obviously Nunes and Pena was not an interesting fight or nobody really cared. And if you're going to bring something back, you've got to bring the big names. I know Nunes is big in the women's game, but you've, in terms of the whole UFC and mixed martial arts, you've got to bring either a, a, either a legend or you know maybe legends coaching and maybe not fighting, or you've got to bring... The top dollar, you got to bring the the big mm. boys um, to it, but yeah, I think the Ultimate Fighter back in the day was so cool. Um, yeah, well, well, Connor's done it before, and that well, was yeah, Connor. That was probably the the that was probably when I got into the Ultimate Fighter. Actually, mm. and I, I w- started to watch a lot of the clips online. Um, but yeah, my favorite one was probably the uh, the ramp. What was it, Rampage and Rashad Evans? Um, yeah. that, was, that was the funniest thing. It's just that, that when he broke the door. Yeah, that's yeah. when he. It, it was the craziest thing. He called a guy like. Titties, because he had <laughs> man tits. <laughs> Called a guy titties for about two weeks. It, it was, uh, yeah, Rampage is, is a great entertainer. And you need entertainers on there, I think. Yeah. I think Nunes is a, was a, is a great female was, fighter, but yeah. I've never heard her she, speak. Her, her English is... Yeah, you've kind of broken it. Unless it's like paired with the guy, someone that takes a piss out of him. You know, like, mm. I don't know. If it was like Jose and Aldo, Conor Even McGregor. like women, um, like Joanna Jacek did the Ultimate Fighter back in the day, I think with Claudia Gardelli. Yeah, that was a good that one. That was entertaining because Joanna yeah. like goes, she talks Yeah, shit, I don't think like it's she, a matter of fact if you're a woman or not. I think you've got to just be an entertaining TV personality. Um, and obviously it helps if you're a bigger person, if you're a bigger fighter and you, you, you're more no- well known. Um, but yeah, I, I think a Conor Tony would be actually really, really funny. It would be funny, but then you would see a 40-year-old Tony Ferguson that has has the body of a grandfather at this point. Well, the fight would be terrible, but who cares? It's about the the TV show. I would watch that. I would Uh, watch it. Yeah, obviously you're going to watch it, but... But I think also maybe the the fighters, like the, you know how they they obviously coach fighters. I think they'd be like, well... (laughs) Am I really going to learn off Tony Ferguson here? (laughs) (laughs) They'd like go running with wolves or (laughs) something. Tony Ferguson's like... Lesson one, boys. <laughs> we're gonna kick a wall for an hour. <laughs> yeah, they just go like running at two o'clock in the morning. He like wakes yeah. everyone up. <laughs> Lesson two: We're gonna do somersaults for four for four days straight. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. Tony's a fucking character, though. He's a funny guy. Um, 
but yeah, Connor, you just need to bring Connor back into the fold. Um, yeah, well, I guess the other option they're talking about is Chandler. Um, I don't, I just don't think Chan. I think Chandler is just manufactured. I don't think there is a real sort of entertainment value with Chandler. No. I, he's had very entertaining but, but, fights, but in, but in terms of a fight, it's a more. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't think yeah. don't think people would believe that rivalry. Like I could, I could believe that Tony Ferguson and Conor McGregor don't don't like each other. Like I could believe well, that. There's a lot of history between them. Yeah, it'd be um, funny as fuck like just to watch them drawing Tony, out each other. Yeah, like Tony when Tony won his interim belt, Conor was still technically the champ at that time. Yeah. So, well, I think also Conor's chat has gone a bit down. Like back in the day, like he against Uriah Uriah Faber, um, he was literally yeah that when he, he was like there was no about. rivalry there really he beat mm. his teammate but they didn't there was, even fight yeah there was no rivalry really but Connor made it because he made he just went after him every single minute yeah, and that's when like uh, TJ Dillashaw was uh, basically ditching their yeah, team and he, so he won good. the belt yeah and he was just roasting them yeah. about being a snake well yeah I, I'm uh, I'm hoping that does get made actually um, I think it'd be smart for Dana to put Connor in the Ultimate Fighter and. Um, sort of bring him back into the fold before he uh, eventually fights probably a really bad fighter with a big name. So either Jorge Masvidal or a Darren mm. Till or a... Well, uh, if he beats Tony Ferguson, that guarantees him a title shot at any weight he wants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so. like, you beat Cowboy? Do you want to fight for the title? Uh, yes, please. Do you want to fight Poirier? Do you want to fight like the number five pound for pound? Yeah, you beat you beat an old guy. Do you, you want to fight the good guys now? Tony Ferguson's only on like a seven fight losing streak. Like he's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when he was like a lot younger, people talked about him and Khabib. They did, so. and that's funny. Like, oh my god, Tony still talks about. He's like, "Are you ready to fight Tiramisu? <laughs> Are you ready to come back?" He still thinks Khabib's he's gonna like, fight Khabib. Khabib's <laughs> like, bro, he's what got the so much brain damage. It's just hilarious. Khabib's like, yeah, I'm gonna come back for Tony Ferguson. Yeah, that, that's the fight that I'm gonna come back for. Mm. Um, yeah, I think everyone would want a Khabib Connor fight um, in the future, but I just don't think that's gonna happen. No, nah, Khabib's definitely done now. Um, Okay, yeah. And then I guess we'll finish it off with uh, our thoughts on the, uh, not the Dana White slap, but the actual slap sport itself. Yeah, because uh, we did discuss the Dana White slap in the in the last podcast, which was, uh, was a quite uh, dumb thing by uh, Dana White, mm-hmm. um, which we discussed. But, but something even potentially dumber is, is the sport of slapping itself. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how he's promoting... You know what the, you get for... for Getting eternal brain damage. <laughs> you get two grand. You get two grand. <laughs> wow. God, sign me up, dude. That sounds so You get fun. a Big Mac and a packet of chips. <laughs> you get to be broadcasted on the slap, dude. It's yeah. so cool. You just walk up to the plate. Yeah. Did you your see brain that, damage. Did you see that one guy, that clip that went viral of that of one guy? He's just yeah. like his oh whole face is swollen. He's somehow one. The CTE that you get from that is not worth the two grand. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> if, no, but to be fair, if I did it, I would literally just take the first slap and go down. I'd be like, you wouldn't survive one slap. You would go out after one slap. Yeah, but that's the thing. I would like, but you wouldn't get eternal brain damage from it. You probably just get like, you probably. Oh, I reckon one slap, you're fucked. No, I think it's multiple concussions. Like, I think if I had like a, I think the first slap they might go, I might be able to. I wouldn't take it, but I'd just fall down a minute. I wouldn't. I'd just give up. Two grand. Yeah, you could make another two grand if you win, but uh, which is so worth it. Um, <laughs> but guys, if you in that competition, if you want to sign up for that competition, just go out immediately. Yeah, there's the two grand. It's, it's is literally open it. to anyone. There's zero skills needed. Yeah, yeah, it's, you walk up there. I've and never have seen have a, a swing. 
like at least in like I don't know fencing, you've got to have skill. Even though yeah, it's a well, the whole sport. the whole point of combat sport is not getting hit. Yeah, there's That's no skill required whatsoever. Literally, the big I think Luke Rockhold talked about it. It doesn't matter about any of your skill. If you're the, the bigger guy, will always win because he'll have more power, and he'll yeah. have more fucking fat in his face. <laughs> like that's how you'd win this. You there's no skill required. It's I don't know how Dana White. It's someone. It's like and shark. The, uh, you got to imagine it like Shark Tank. Someone's walked into Dana's yeah. office and gone. Mark Cuban would go go fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it, someone's walked into Dana's office going. I've got a really good idea for you, Dana. Um, <laughs> we're gonna do a competition where people just slap each other in the face. It will be so cool. And he's gone like, you know, what I'm gonna spend my hard earned bucks on this competition right here, <laughs> baby. I'm not gonna pay the fighters. I'm gonna invest in yeah. this. And like, um, oh god. And you can tell like because DC did a video like promoting it or some shit and you can tell they've just got a gun to his head saying promote this shit now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so um, fucking stupid. And there's refs for it. It's like, there's people like just behind that catch them when they fall. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's a pretty good, easy job. I mean, yeah, but they don't even do it. They, they still drop them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just an awful competition. Apparently the numbers were really bad as well. Yeah, like every every post Dana makes about it, I look at the comments, it's hilarious. He's just getting roasted so it's badly. such a... Everyone can... Di- if you're like the hardcore MMA... Hardest core MMA fan and you don't care about like play uh, fighter health and all that, you would still be like watching this and going, oh, fuck. This is going to fuck you up long term. It is. It's just like in every other sport, there is precautions against brain damage because people know about the damage of brain damage and long and long term concussions. But apparently, Dana White's discovered that that's all false. That's all fake news by CNN. It's all fake news. Everyone's just pushing this fake news. There is no such thing as CTE. You you can get fucked in the head as many times as you want. You'll be absolutely fine. Um, so it's all good. Yeah, good yeah. on you, Dana. And you've you found the solution. And the good thing is the matches. If it's a slap, it's fine. If it's a punch, no, that that can cause no, brain punches damage. Are, punches are, are terrible, especially yeah. when you're leaning away from them. They yeah, only but just slap, like slap. Look, that can't hurt, surely. No, 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 that, no. That'd be fine. That's fine. Your brain knows if it's a slap. Yeah. And the good thing is the matches are so short, you can just pump them out. Do 10, 20 matches a week. Oh yeah, hundred percent. How how is it entertaining as well? How would you have like yeah. a favorite athlete? How would you <laughs> like? How would you get like? <laughs> what there's just no variety as well it's the same thing every time it's <laughs> yeah. like it's not a head kick it's not a punch it's not a submission yeah. you might get the old trash talk but the, i mean that's even crap it's is there decisions or is it just you go until someone dies i know i think you can forfeit or you go until someone gets knocked out okay so it's stupid so that's fucked then <laughs> yeah it's stupid Oh, there might be. I think there might be a limited rounds actually. So there might be a decision. But I, how can there be? A de- how could you be a decision? A de- <laughs> I don't get. How would you judge it? Um. So yeah, it's just like God. What a stupid sport, and I just want it to be gone. Honestly, it's so damaging to the yeah. fight. I don't. Call, I what don't do you think call them, fighters? <laughs> <laughs> to the, the slappers. To the to the slaves. Um. Uh. Yeah. The literal slaves. Because you're getting paid nothing. To the meth heads that have found a way to finally. Uh. Uh, afford their their addiction. Oh yeah, uh, prices. 100%. Um, I mean, you could enter that, and you could save yourself a lot of. Um, I mean, if you got debt, you could maybe pay off some people with that two thousand dollar debt. Yeah, if you got two thousand dollar debt, um, you can pay someone off with that. But yeah, it's yeah. it's just a joke. I don't know how anyone could call themselves a professional slapper uh, with a straight face. Um, so yeah, yeah. Hopefully that gets disbanded immediately. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. Ob- obviously, a bit more your sport, NFL. 
This is the conference America. final equivalent, I guess, this week. Um, so yeah, who 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 are you taking? So um, in the AFC, it's Bengals, Chiefs. In the NFC, it's Eagles, and it is hang on, Eagles. Oh my god, I forgot. I just blanked. Eagles and um, not the bloody, Cowboys. The Cowboys bloody, yeah, the Cowboys lost to somebody. The Cowboys lose to. Mm. Everyone was just talking about the Cowboys. Not, oh not the other my team. god. Oh, that is so embarrassing for me. Honestly, I was, I'm literally so hyped about it as well. Oh, 49ers, that's it. For crying out loud. I thought the 49ers lost. No, the 49ers beat the Cowboys. Um, so, yeah, I'm more interested in the AFC. I think that's going to be a great game. Um, you've got the Chiefs and the Bengals. The Bengals beat them last year off a field goal, which was sort of a massive upset because everyone predicted the Chiefs to go through. Um, now the Chiefs are favourites coming into this. Um, although Patrick Mahomes is... On one leg, apparently he's walking. Yeah, I saw that. He I looks like that. he's walking okay, but he has a high ankle sprain. Um, I I do want to, even though I'm a Chargers fan and divisional rivalry is a lot bigger in the NFL compared to the NBA. Even though they are technically a rival, I do like the Chiefs in terms, and I do like Patrick Mahomes. I think it's really they're a really entertaining team, and you want everyone to be healthy. If your team's not in, you want all the stars to be healthy, so mm. it's the best game possible. Um, the Bengals, look, they've. Joe Burrow is absolutely uh, an outstanding quarterback. He's probably people call him the best quarterback. I people say Mahomes is the best. I know it probably wouldn't make sense to you, but they call Mahomes the best player and Burrow the best quarterback, which means he's probably the best game manager. That's what they're sort of talking about um, when they're talking about Burrow and his best classic quarterback. But yeah, probably the two most informed quarterbacks in the league are facing off against each other in the AFC. Um, so that'd be a really interesting game. I think it's in Australia. I think it's around twelve o'clock. In so around, I believe, uh, so twelve o'clock in the afternoon. So that'll be an interesting one. And also in the NFC, it's the Eagles and the uh, and the Forty ers Two great teams. Two are probably the best form teams in the comp. Um, the Forty ers have got a set, so get this. So the Forty ers have a quarterback. They're they're starting quarterback who's playing really well at the moment. Is that Garoppolo? No, their two starting <laughs> quarterbacks got injured. In oh, the yeah, season I heard about this, and the third guy is a guy called Brock Purdy. He's a rookie, and he was a last and pick did, in the draft. And he beat the Cowboys. Yeah, he beat the Cowboys. A last pick in the draft. Now, if you don't know the NFL, the last pick, it's not like the NBA where it's two rounds. It's seven rounds, yeah, right? It's like hundreds of picks. Yeah. So he was Mister. He was. He's called uh, Mister Irrelevant because he's the last pick in the draft. I think it was pick five hundred and sixty. It was something ridiculous like that. An unbelievable sort of story. For a guy that's... This never happens, by the way. Never happens. I mean, how often in the NBA, apart from Isaiah Thomas, when's the 60th pick mean anything? Mm. This guy's a last pick, seven rounds in last pick, and he's carrying... He's not carrying the team because he's got a great team around, but he's leading this team, playing really well at the moment. He's leading this team to potentially a Super Bowl. And if he wins it, it'll be absolutely crazy. Um, it, it's something that you've never seen. I know Tom Brady uh, was... So are the other quarterbacks no chance? Well, they they got injured, so the but are they done for the year? Or can they? Yeah, injured? they're done for the year. So Trey Lance, they they picked third overall in the draft. Mm. He, they traded up a lot of picks to get him. He was injured. Uh, he was supposed to be their starting quarterback for the season. Got injured at the start of the season, week two. Then Garoppolo. Oh, so I was kind of right. So Garoppolo was their starting quarterback last year, but they wanted to bring the obviously the young guy through. Um, Garoppolo got picked. Uh, Groppler got injured around week 11, I believe. Um, and P- Brock Purdy came in and he's been unbelievable. He's probably 
one of the form players um, in the comp. He's been absolutely unreal um, for the 49ers. Fit into that really, really well. And he's in a great situation, to be fair. But nevertheless, it's a really, really good job by him. And obviously on the Eagles side, they've got Jalen Hurts, who was kind of counted out. But he's an MVP candidate this year. So, And they've got probably the best team in the NFL. You look at their team, it's top to bottom really good. And there's actually a former rugby league player, um, Jordan Maialata, who, yeah, pla- who played... I think reserve grade NRL, um, and he's a really really good left tackle. So he's their starting left tackle, which is you could probably say a top five important position in uh, the in the in football or in American football. Um, and he's getting paid what seventy million or something like that. So better than NRL money, I think. Uh, mm, just a bit, just a bit. So yeah, look, it's great. Really good teams are in the conference final, so I'm I'm really sort of interested in that. I think that game's a lot early. I think that's the earlier game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be watching that on right. tomorrow. So, so who's your pick? So my pick, I'm I'm going with my heart. I was going with my heart. I want a I want a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. So that's what I'm going. So with. Is that both the underdogs? I think. Oh, I'm not too sure. I'm not a better. He's the g- gambling addict. He's the well he, serial gambler. Okay. <laughs> uh, he is addicted to sports bet. Well, is it tab you use? Yeah, tab. Yeah, tab is actually our sponsor today. Uh, thank you, thank you, tab, thank you, tab. for. Uh, that's obviously if you can't tell that sarcasm because we are poor as a fuck. Um, so yes, we are. Wh- why was I talking about tab for so long? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so essentially, I think they're underdogs, but I'm not too sure. Um, I, I could be wrong. I'd assume that the Bengals are underdogs, and I'd assume I probably assume that the Eagles were underdogs. Actually, really? the, the, but the Eagles, Eagles had the better record, didn't they? Yes, but it's a really tough one. I wouldn't know. It'd be really, really tight either way. Um, but I hope, in terms of I'm picking for my heart, I'm hoping 49ers and Bengals go through. Okay. Well, I'll take the uh, the opposite. Eagles and the Chiefs. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go Chiefs. I love Patrick Mahomes. I've always loved him. Have you? Um, You've always loved him? No, I haven't. I just want to see the uh, Rihanna performance. Is, is she the halftime? Yeah. Is it with anyone else or is it just Rihanna? I'm, I'm sure she'll bring someone out. What what are you what are the songs are you hoping to play? What what do you what's your um, go to Rihanna jam? Or is it just because she's hot? Maybe Umbrella, Umbrella. Maybe Dis- a, maybe a Tom, Have you seen the Tom Holland lip sync video? Yeah, uh, yeah, I've seen it. Maybe they do a cameo. That would be kind of yeah. cool. Do they do it together? Do like because <laughs> when the sunshine we shine together. Like Rihanna has so many like collabs with like she could do any of the Drake or Eminem or Kanye collabs. Yeah, I, yeah, I think Jay Z. Yeah. I, I look. I think Super Bowl halftime show is a bit overrated. To be honest, it's like, <laughs> mate, get on with the fucking game. It's been okay. fucking forty minutes. Let's go. Come on. Okay. Um. Well, we'll look forward to that. Um. Last little sports topic for this week. We'll quickly touch on. Um. If you didn't know, well, if you wouldn't know if you're not in Australia, but if you're in Australia, uh, the Big Bash finals are on at Australia. the moment. Um. So the Sixers just lost to the Scorchers. Um. The Thunder lost to the Heat, so they're yeah. out. Tonight it's Heat Renegades. The winner of that will then play the Sixers, and the winner of that will then play the Scorchers. Also, oh, the, the Sixers. What's the point of losing that game? You you have to play one extra game. Yeah, that's. But the NRL is a lot tougher than that. Yeah, it is. So that's that's so. There's, only, there's only eight teams in the big. That bash. format is so stupid because <laughs> if you, if you lose a game, you're like, uh, okay, so I get an extra week off, and I just have to play the winner. I just have to play an extra game, and then I'm back in the final again. Yeah. That's that, that is so a lot of uh, so basically, if you come first or second, 
you're basically you're a good chance. Yeah, yeah, it's a big reward finishing first or second. Um, so yeah, um, and I think I don't know. I think the big bash at the start of this season was really bad, but I it's come. On. I think it's come on. Yeah, like I, there's definitely I'm noticing bigger crowds. And Especially, like, I, I did actually watch some of that Perth Scorchers Sixers game. It was the crowd was packed out. I, it's mm. in Perth, and yeah. what, what else do they have to do there? Really, mm. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> I mean, it's, um, it's the only entertainment they've got. Yeah. So th- there might as well be a crowd there, but still, it, it's, it's yeah. surprising because it was just a sea of orange really in the crowd, which was quite impressive. Mm. But like, so I'm a Sixers fan, and I I can yes. happily watch a Sixers game because I'm invested in it, and I know all the players and all that, and I think where the big bash is going wrong now is that they're just not having the marquee players playing in the games. Yeah. Because a lot of the games like heat thunder before all the test players came back, I didn't know half of the teams. Mm. So I'm just like, I don't, I don't care enough to watch this game. Um, And I think when the test players came back, that gave the comp a real boost, like watching Steve Smith play the best T20 cricket maybe ever. Mm. Um, And then obviously Warner, massive names, Kawaja, Labashe, and them all come back. It really gives the competition a boost, but now we're we're going to lose those players for the most important games. Yeah, so it's a really really tough competition, and you've got to look at from an organizational standpoint how tough it is to run that because the money you just don't have the money that these South Asian countries do. You just don't have mm. the money yeah, because like see, um, there are so many teams. There's so many sorry fans, especially in places like India with the IPL that are so invested in cricket so you'll have this that's like their main sport so the ipl is the biggest probably domestic. I, i'm not too sure about indian sports but it's probably the biggest domestic uh, competition and it's tough to compete with that when cricket is nowhere near that in australia and I, i'm pretty sure steve smith has got commitments to like south was it like a saudi league i'm not too yeah. sure on the on like, the actual um, league like chris lynn left halfway through the season to go play somewhere else yeah it's it, it's just they need to have exclusive contracts and I think, and I do think these Australian players would want to do it. I do think if the money's there, I if the money's definitely there, um, it, which is not really mostly easy. just if the money's there. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think if the money's somewhat similar, even if it's a tad less, I think obviously the Australian players would prioritize playing in Australia and playing in front of home crowds and playing mm. in their home country. But because the money is so much more substantial in foreign countries, it's so tough to keep these players, um, and it's just. It just ruins it because it's so weird how you have Steve Smith. Oh, Steve Smith's in the Sixers team halfway through the season. It just doesn't mm. make any sense. And when it's the Ashes, uh, when it's like a f- and in it's the summer and it's a five test tournament, th- there's no way that you can these representative players will play. And then you got the ODIs, the international ODIs. There's no way that these representative players would play in the Big Bash. It, that yeah. You just can't convince them. It's because the schedule is so packed in cricket. It's so ridiculous how packed it is it's impossible to get these guys to play. Um, and it's possible for these guys to play a full season. And the trouble is with cricket, it, it's got to move. I believe the Big Bash has got to move indoor. Indoor? Because you've, they, held, they hold the Big Bash because cricket is such a weather-dependent sport. And uh, Yeah, true. And cricket, it's... You, they've, so they're basically, with outdoor stadiums, they've got to hold it in the summer. And mm. the problem with that is... The Australia, this, that's what everyone else does, and that's what the national team does, and they're going to pro- obviously prioritize playing for Australia over the Big Bash. So, I think they've got to move to indoor stadiums where they can play in the winter, where they can play in these cricket players off season, um, and they can play in 
and they sort of negotiate with the with the international, uh, with the Australian national team to sort of see when their schedule is, so they can have a block, right? They can have a block of, I don't know, a couple months where they're not doing anything anywhere. They're on their break, and the big bash can be something that they can do. And I know that's yeah. tough for the cricketers because they won't have a, maybe a substantial break, but it's a lot better for the big bash. And I think if they move to indoor, they move it to a winter or an autumn time they'll have a lot more access to these players that will make the Big Bash a lot better because no one wants to see... And I, I don't, Obviously, the Perth score... But how, how could they do indoor? As well, they've got indoor... I know it, they might have to move to one venue. But they would have... Yeah, like... The, the, I know in Melbourne... They wouldn't have, have a got, stadium in every city. I know. Um, so maybe they'd have to build... Retra- I, don't, I don't know how they do it, but I know that's probably the only way that you're going to combat it. Um, I don't know. Obviously, the Melbourne Renegades have that. Their ho- is it the... Eth- I don't know what it's called. Marvel? I don't know what it's called, but yeah, the Renegades have a roof in, in there uh, for their homestead. Yeah. So it's got to be get, something like six that. six if you hit it. And I know people want to see it at the, the SCG and people want to see it, you know, in Perth. They want to see it in Tasmania. They want they, they to see it all over. And I get that. But you've also got to be a re- realistic. Do you want to see it played all over or do you want to, or do you want to have all the best players playing at the same time? Essentially. Yeah. Um, I know it's a tough decision to make. But it's just a decision you have to make because people want to see Davy. Mm. But then also, if it's in the winter, are they going to get people choosing Big Bash over NRL or AFL? I think they would. I think th- I don't. I know it'd be hard to, hard to compete, but I think if it's on a like they have it on weekdays, I think it, it's not on similar days. I think, and I think because of the cheapness of the tickets, it'd be accessible to go to for all. I think it'd be, I think it'd be a good sort of situation for them, uh, because I think. If you're going to try and convince, because it's a very family orientated thing, uh, the Big Bash. So I think if you if you, you can convince your ki- your kids, won't, I'm going to come to you. Say I want to see this fucking nobody that plays county cricket, um, or shoot shield for New South Wales, who's the fifth batsman. I don't. They they don't want to. They're not going to go to their parents and say, "Oh, Dad, I want to get Big Bash tickets to see not nobody that they know." They want to mm-hmm. say, "Oh, I want, Dad, I want to see David Warner. Dad, I want to see Steve Smith. Dad, I want to see you know." the best players. I want to see Pat Cummings. You know, yeah. they want to see the stars and I think you've got to allow the stars to play and you're going to have to sort of have a solution to that because you can't have players coming and going because it just delegitimizes the whole competition um, and, it, and it makes it so hard to follow um, from a neutral and yeah. so hard to get into yeah. from a neutral's perspective. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I definitely think it needs to be looked at the structure of the tournament. Um and yeah, I mean, win- winter's definitely an option, but I guess we'll just have to we'll have to see what they do moving forward. Um, so we'll, we'll leave that chat there, and then quick we'll quickly finish off because we do have to get moving soon. But um, if you didn't know, the, there's a video game coming out uh, in Harry February. Potter. Harry Potter. Uh, Harry Potter is obviously very close to my heart. I'm a massive Harry Potter fan. I can't lie. Grew hey. up with the books. Read them. Grew up with the books. Grew up with the movies. Love the movies. Yeah. It's a great franchise, um, and it's probably yeah. the biggest talk game in the world right now. Yeah, and it's, it's a massive game. It looks pretty sick. I'm definitely going to be checking it. it out for Are you going to sure. buy it? Are you going to spend uh, some well, of that dough? I don't know how I'm going to get it for free, so I guess I'm going to have oh, to buy you it. You could steal it, maybe. You could be naughty. I could steal it. Well, I my uh, console doesn't have a disc slot, so I can only get it online. Okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, so there is... I think it's got a lot more sort of... Uh, especially social media sort of presence... When they revealed that you can do the unforgivable, yeah, I want to crush your people. Uh, so they can, you, so you can. Can basically you do a Vada Kedavra? Yeah. Oh fuck, that's gonna be sick. So <laughs> essentially, people are saying, "Oh, I'm gonna put 
so I'm going to put this house on the map. I'm going to make, <laughs> I'm going to be the reason why they call these curses unforgivable, you know, that, that, right. ty- that type of, uh, um, or spells unforgivable, you know, that's why mm. they're, they're kind of doing it. Um, so yeah, there is a lot of talk about that, a lot of chat about that. They're just going to, some first year, if they see some first year, <laughs> just going to kill like, them. <laughs> <laughs> Can you actually do that? Yeah, that'd be I hilarious. Think, I think, no, I don't know. If you, you just kill probably random, can't, can't, but ra- kill random NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if a teacher says homework. Oh, I don't <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really in-depth game plan. You go to classes, all that jazz. So the w- reason why we brought it up, Hogwarts, we sort of decided, you know what? If we were to go, if we were, because you know, obviously the sorting hat, you have to get sorted into a house. What mm. hat would you choose? Or what house would you choose? Sorry. If you were, um, if you were wal- waltzed I, up. Well, I, I would just pick Gryffindor. You'd pick Gryffindor. As boring as it is, I feel like it's the best. Mm, that's Dodge, bro. Dodge. Yeah. Don't you want to create your own path? Don't you want to be a blaze? If I mean, yeah, okay, to an extent. This yeah. Is, this but is I, but I want to be in the best house. Yeah, but this is the scenario, right? You are called a prodigy. You're. This is like fifty years after Harry Potter was made. You're called a prodigy. You're called the future. You're. You're the most talented wizard. I'm like a young c- wizard I'm like of a all time. Cedric Diggory. Yeah, something like that. You're the most talented. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, the Robert Patterson. Yes. So, oh, say, yes. look how good my knowledge is. So, yeah, you're talked about as the most talented young wizard of all time. And you want to create your own path. Where do you go? Do you still go Gryffindor? 50 years uh, later after Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> you still go Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah. See, I just, I'm torn. I just have to do Gryffindor because I'm like, I'm leaving shit on the table if I go somewhere else. Hmm. See, I would be... But I think Gryffindor would fall like, into the abyss. Like, Slytherin's obviously just... You're a psycho if you choose that. But then Hufflepuff, I feel like it's just a bit airy-fairy. And then Ravenclaw, it's a bit... Basic. Basic and just nerdy. I don't know. I, I see like Gryffindor's the best combination of everything. See, I would disagree. I would pick between Slytherin and Ravenclaw. Yeah. And for different reasons. Slytherin, it says it itself, it's a path to greatness. Yeah, but, you, you, but your greatness. If I'm the most talented wizard, young wizard of all time, and I get it, that's the best place to harness your skills to get better at skills. So I feel like the ability to maybe change the way people perceive Slytherin, maybe become the greatness. The but you would just yeah to Slytherin. You would just subconsciously become evil the whole time, and then by the yeah. time you're done school, you'll be. But evil. I, but then Hufflepuff is just such a stupid fucking name, so I wouldn't even consider it. <laughs> Um, Gryffindor is just so basic. I think Gryffindor is a basic one. I it think is basic like, because you're like you're basically just, you're choosing like the just oh, I'm, but you're always going to be in Harry Potter's shadow. That's the thing. You, you want to create oh, your own path. And I think I think I think I might go Ravenclaw. You know, Ravenclaw. it's a cool name. It's no one talks about it. You could put Ravenclaw on the map. You could make it the house to be reckoned with. <laughs> it's a cool name. I'm Ravenclaw. I, you could maybe change the house name to. Change the house name. Well, you wouldn't, but you know what I mean. It's you could put it on the map. You could be the Ravenclaw that turns out to be the great wizard. You know. Well, I mean, you could, but I don't know what you're going to achieve. I mean, your Quidditch team's going to be shit. Yeah, um, but you could make the Quidditch team though. You could be. Yeah, but it's not a one one man sport. Well, I mean, was the Gryffindor team ever that great? Did they win? Yeah, they, they won. Ga- they, they won matches, good. but they never won. I th- you didn't see them win a tournament. I mean, fucking Ron Weasley was in the team. I yeah, mean, how good can it be in the, in the last year? Yeah, the the, the Ginny Weasley the, was in the, the prime team. Gryffindor teams was year one and two. Yeah, <laughs> no, but Slytherin was boss. Well, who's that guy with the fucked up teeth? Oh, that's, I'm such in a nerd. First, Marcus Flint. 
You know his name. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no one knows his How do you know? He doesn't even I'm speak. I'm telling you, bro. I'm he doesn't speak nerd. in the whole <laughs> movie. He doesn't speak. I never, he doesn't utter a word. How do you know his name? Because I've read the books. Oh my God. So yeah, I think he, I think that Slytherin team was probably better. Because Harry Potter the, got- the, But they lost. Yeah, because Harry Potter fucking got lucky. Harry Potter's caught the snitch. But he called the snitch. Gryffindor but I think wins. In, t- in terms of overall play, I think Slytherin was a better team. And then, but then Draco paid his way into Draco it. Draco was shit though. He made yeah. them shit. Yeah, Draco paid his way into it. So that's why mm. he got he got them all brooms. Got them all like Nimbus 3000s. Yeah. yeah, something like that. So yeah, I think uh, it's a great team and um, I would go Ravenclaw. I would go mm. with, with them. I'd go Gryffindor. And just Slytherin would be tempting though. I'd be like, because uh, you can maybe uh, you can maybe speak the snake. Yeah, yeah, if if I could... Uh, if I could speak parcel tongue, then maybe. Um, but I don't think you can learn that. You're, you're just born with it. Yeah, so I guess. Because otherwise they'd all be speaking it. Oh, if you could... Okay, you were given a choice between Hufflepuff and Slytherin. What you going with? Um, do I want to be brain dead or evil? <laughs> um, <laughs> do you want to be a pottery... Guy, where they just do all the. Who's the teacher that did all the fucking shrubs and stuff? The gardener, the yeah. lady. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you're not a big name? Uh, Professor Sprout? Yeah, something like that. You you turn into one of those cunts. <laughs> or you turn into. Lucius. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to go Slytherin. You go Slytherin. Yeah. Oh, see, I knew you were evil. I knew you wanted the power. But Lucius is also a bitch at the end, so. Yeah, he's not really evil. He's yeah, Lucius. Scared. Oh, Lucius Malfoy's a dumbass. He's just yeah. like he's like isn't like he's lived off fucking two hours of sleep for his entire <laughs> life. So. Draco, just do it, my boy. And it's like, okay, Draco, come here. Draco, come, come here. Draco. It's like we can all be back to normal. So yeah, he. Mm. I don't know why that. Why was he so like fucked up? Like, didn't he want fucking Voldemort to be in power? Like, what did Voldemort do to him? He was just well. Once he was with Voldemort, he was just so scared of him. That he just felt compelled that he had to do all these things to not piss him off. I know, but he, he felt he looked so bad though. Like, why? Why did his mental state? Why? Because obviously he was stressed out about the whole thing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just think be careful what you wish for. That's a, that's a life lesson yeah, right there. Yeah, you wanted Dumbledore out. You you wanted Voldemort back, and look what happened. Yeah, you, you turned mm. into it. You shouldn't have put that book. What in. happened? Didn't they just run away? Or yeah, they just ran. So what did, did anything in the books? Did they deliberate? On uh, I can't remember what happened after. I reckon Harry Potter should have just killed them. Should be like, <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't kill people. Why not? Because he's a good person. See, that would be cool. I wa- see. I Loki want to be evil though. Like it'd be so much cooler to be evil. Yeah, it would. But no one likes you. Who cares? You got an army of followers. It'd be cool. And you have to like. You could be like the king. There's, there's you no, could be the king of the world. There's no Emma Watson's on the evil side. Yeah, but Emma Watson doesn't have a great judge of character. I mean, you go with Ron Weasley and you... Yeah, that's not the greatest choice. You could have gone with Harry. But uh, mm. yeah, anyway, I just think that if you want to be cool, if you want to be the king of the world, you've got to be Slytherin. You know, you can't be any of the basic <laughs> ones. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's probably my path. I'd want to be... Um, you know, Slytherin. Is there multiplayer? I just want to rule the world. Is there multiplayer on this game? Probably not. Oh, they might. They might develop like an online, like Red Dead. Um, they might develop that later on. I don't, I'm not too sure, but yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna get the game. To be honest, I'm I'm a bit of a Harry Potter fan. I'm not huge in it though, and it looks 
rather expensive, um, but <laughs> I'll, I'll consider it. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that caps it off for this week. Thanks for watching, everybody. <gasps> Sorry. What was that? What am I at? What am I at first? Um, okay, well, yeah, everybody make sure to like and subscribe. Tell everybody that you know that the Chlorine the King is ready to go. Is that a slogan? <laughs> everybody know Chlorine the King is ready to go. Um, but yeah, thanks for watching, everybody, and peace.